The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're tuned in to an all-new edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Bradley Sal coming up here shortly, as is David Johnson. It was supposed to be Bo Wallace, but that interview fell through on Monday morning. I think this is the first time that's ever happened in the history of Talk of Champions, but it's okay. Bo's a friend of the pod. He'll come on at another time. David Johnson, he responded in a pinch. But don't get thrown off if throughout the first half of the podcast you keep hearing me reference that Bo Wallace is coming up on the Modern Women phone line. Brad and I recorded on Sunday night, and then I was supposed to talk to Bo on Monday morning. But like I said, it fell through, and that's okay. Bo will be back on at some point. He's a good friend of the pod. David Johnson responded in a pinch, and we preview National Signing Day on Wednesday. Not too shabby of a pinch hitter is David Johnson. And we're going to get into all of it, but before we do, let me tell you about my bookie. It's the most wonderful time of year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket, and we all deserve to have a little fun. The only place you're guaranteed to get all three is MyBookie. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports and more. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at MyBookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. This winner bet the best. Bet with MyBookie. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Ole Miss football hasn't played a game in three weeks. Three weeks! And LSU is coming off an upset of Florida with a 57-yard field goal 
as time expired after a Florida player threw a shoe 20 yards. Kickoff of Ole Miss LSU is set for 2.30 p.m. Central Time on SEC Network. The line is LSU minus one and a half. Owen oh, Auburn fired Gus Malzahn with three days to go before signing day and owing him $21 million, $10 million of which they owe him now, as reported by friend of the pod, former co-host of the flagship RIP, Stephen Godfrey of SBNation.com. So much for a slow-moving coaching search season. Three coaches fired in the SEC so far. It is silly season time. Remember when Dan Walken back in August said nobody was getting fired this year? I do. Always remember Dan Walken doesn't know anything. He was fed stuff by Thomas Mars one time. Otherwise, he's useless. Not useless is Bradley Sow, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. Former Ole Miss quarterback, now the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Pearl Community College, Bo Wallace, is coming up on the Modern Women phone line. But Brad, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Ben? The biggest news on Sunday was Auburn firing Gus Malzahn. Immediately when you heard that news, where did your brain go? Um, the, you know where my brain went. I, I, whenever I saw the news, I looked at my dad and I said, man, Hugh Freeze just got hired at Auburn. And I, I, I don't know, in my head, that's how I took it. So, um, I mean, God, I mean, I, I thought that they were going to give him another year just due to the um, financial hardship, but that just goes to show you that that's all fluff. None of these schools are hurting from this pandemic. Um, yeah, that's, I think that puts Hugh Freeze in play for Auburn. I really do. As far as Freeze, I was told weeks ago he was waiting for one of Auburn or Tennessee. I think I said that on this podcast. Obviously, Auburn has their guy lined up. It's the only way this timing makes sense. You don't pay out $22 million, $10 million now without some sort of guarantee from someone. But Freeze, I don't know if I buy it. I had someone tell me Sunday night it's more Freeze than Auburn as far as this Auburn and free smoke. Maybe it's Billy Napier. Kevin Steele, there are rumblings. Defensive coordinator for Auburn, current interim for Auburn, could get the job full-time. Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com, who I really don't put much stock into, but he reported Auburn is Freeze's job to lose. Remember this. Dennis Dodd is a clown. But more importantly, Matt Ball. Everyone remember Matt Ball? He's the assistant AD at Auburn now. The former Ole Miss compliance director was Matt Ball. And their AD is Alan Green. He's a former Ole Miss guy. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it doesn't matter. Dodd reported Freeze's viability as a coaching candidate, and this isn't news, but he's reporting it like it is. To fill an SEC vacancy was vetted with the conference by South Carolina before the program ultimately hired Shane Beamer. It's believed, according to Dodd, Freeze would pass scrutiny by SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, who must evaluate and approve of his hiring if Freeze returns to the league. Let me take that would pass scrutiny and go ahead and tell you he would pass scrutiny 100%. Last year, Freeze was cleared by the league to be Auburn's offensive coordinator, but Liberty was a head coaching job. He could have gone to Auburn. So that's not really news. Here's the thing, though. like When you fire a guy that you owe $21 million to, you know who you want. 
and you know, and, and my, there's only one guy that you would rush to hire, rush to fire your coach for to prevent him from getting hired somewhere else. And that's Hugh Freeze. If, if they if they think they're going to fire a coach, pay him twenty million dollars, then promote an interim guy. Man, I, that 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 leaves the fans zero excitement. I mean, that no one's a uh, Hugh Freeze would, would would move the needle there. That promoting a guy would not. So I, I feel like that they they know what they want, and I think that they're scared that that this guy, this candidate that they want, could be getting a job, you know, sooner rather than later. So th- there's only one way you fire your coach that quick, and that's if you know exactly who's out there that you want. So they know, or they wouldn't have done it. Here's one for you: Brett McMurphy of Stadium reports Art Bryles would be a leading candidate to replace Freeze if he leaves Liberty. The same Art Bryles that covered up rape at Baylor. God, there are so many things I want to say about Liberty, but this is an Ole Miss podcast, and we've got Matt Zenitz of AL.com reporting Lane Kiffin is a candidate at Auburn, along with Steve Sarkeesian, Mario Cristobal, and Hugh Freeze. According to Zenitz, Auburn, quote, power players are interested in Lane Kiffin. I don't believe that for one second. I know I've posed the question a couple of times to different guests. Is there a job that could tempt Lane Kiffin to leave? I didn't do that to stir anything up. I didn't do that because I want him to leave. I think Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin is a particularly perfect and unique marriage. Texas made some sense because it's Texas. Unlike Ole Miss, it has money to spare and can throw whatever money it wants to at its preferred candidate. But they're apparently keeping Tom Herman. Michigan. They're sticking with Jim Harbaugh, and I don't know if Lane, his personality, would really go with that pretentious, miserable fan base. So I asked the question because I knew that this cycle could potentially be wild. Every coaching season is. Dan Wolken, of course, was wrong because Dan Wolken is always wrong. But Lane Kiffin to Auburn? There could be interest from Auburn. He could have interest. We don't know that. We'll never know that. Always remember that when a school hires a coach, it always hired its number one candidate. Even if you played that out, you mean to tell me Auburn is going to pay $21 million, Gus Malzahn's buyout, and what, 15 plus million? We don't know the exact number. It hasn't been disclosed for Kiffin's buyout and pay Kiffin the six to $8 million a year it would cost to hire him. But it goes far beyond that. Oh, also, Kevin Sumlin was fired at Arizona. Maybe Sark is a possibility there. But I've heard that Mario Cristobal is the guy at Auburn. We'll see. Maybe as you're listening to this, Hugh Freeze has been announced as the next head coach of Auburn. Maybe. But Lane Kiffin? No. Yeah, I'm not sure Auburn's a better job than Ole Miss right now. If you think about what they right. have and what they have, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think that there have been times where Auburn is the better job, but um, man, I, I just don't, I don't see it for Auburn right now. I think they're, um, you know, they're, they're quite a ways away. And I think Ole Miss is a potential sleeper to, to be a, to be a contender next year. I really do. So I think that, you know, if you if you're, if you're lane, you're thinking, Hey, I got one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, got a hell of a recruiting class coming in, got a lot of guys returning. I, I mean, it, it, he would be better suited to stay in that stand at Ole Miss for at least the next couple of years. So I don't think Auburn's a better job. I really don't look around the league and you can see, of course, Alabama is Alabama. But Nick Saban is 70. Whoever replaces Nick Saban, there's bound to be a drop-off because Nick Saban is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Even if it's Dabo, replacing Nick Saban is no easy thing. Florida's making moves. Georgia feels like they're kind of stuck in the mud right now. Tennessee's falling apart. Tennessee hasn't really been relevant since the 90s. 
LSU won a national championship, but they're all freshmen and sophomores. They're in a point of transition. There, there is an opportunity for Ole Miss, is what I'm getting at, to sneak up into the top six of the league and plant their flag and stay there. Because if you look at the recruiting momentum and what Lane Kiffin brings and the autonomy Lane Kiffin has been given as the face and entire program that is Ole Miss football, yeah, there's just nothing that Auburn offers that is better than what he has at Ole Miss. But even if you wanted to get down to the bare bones of the possibility, just look at the math, and the math doesn't make sense. But I'm with you. I think that at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin sees, I can build this program, which I chose over Arkansas, who wanted me. I already viewed Ole Miss better than Arkansas. I think this is a potential, not sleeping giant, but sleeping every year contender in the SEC, a team you have to factor in. They're not going to be Alabama and win it every single year, but once every three years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're definitely we're on the brink of something special. I think he knows and he can see it. There's no, I mean, yeah, he's he, he's he's here for a minute. I mean, this is this next year could be really special. So I I don't see him. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think Auburn right now is the better better spot. So um, yeah, I mean, we're we, we got it rolling. I think I think next year is going to be a really good year. I really do. Got five games in the SEC on Saturday, which is usually reserved for one game, the SEC championship game. But it's Texas A&M at Tennessee at at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. Vanderbilt at Georgia, 11 a.m. Central Time on SEC Network. Ole Miss at LSU, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on SEC Network. Missouri at Mississippi State, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on SEC Network. Alternate, then the SEC Football Championship, 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS. It's going to be a busy slate on Saturday, assuming that Ole Miss and LSU play. And you're kind of a little nervous now about LSU. I mentioned it at the top of the show that LSU upsets Florida after the Florida player threw a shoe that led to a 57-yard field goal opportunity, and the dude connected it. They're not going away. They haven't laid down. Give Ed Orgeron credit for that. They haven't laid down, and Ole Miss is definitely going to have a test Saturday, assuming that they play, and Ole Miss has resumed football practices and activities. So we'll see. But as of today, the game is on, and you're a little bit more nervous. Yeah, LSU's had had times this year where they they look they look decent, and there's times where they look terrible. But um, what what makes me nervous is not really what LSU's done. It's what you know. I mean, we've been sitting there for two weeks, haven't done anything essentially. Maybe it's going to be three weeks once you put the prep time in, and um, you know, you, how do guys feel after they had COVID? All this. I mean, it could be. A, I'm worried about us being a little sluggish um, going there. And on top of that, LSU gets a big win. They have some momentum. They have a new quarterback they put in there that. You know, he's a freshman, but but looked pretty decent. So, um, I mean, we're gonna have to come out and 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 refine that um, that momentum that we had before. It's just, you know, I, I played too long to know at a certain time when you when you're off too long, it, you know, you you're better off playing every week and start, start getting in that flow. I really worry about us coming out kind of flat and um, you know, be, being a little bit, you know, not not up to game speed because we haven't done it in the last couple of weeks. And not to mention, in between those weeks, you had to take a week off with a bunch of sick guys. So. That's the thing that worries me the most. I think if it's, you know, Ole Miss is playing week to week, we, we're certainly the better team. But, I mean, they you just never know what, what, how we're going to come out and look after, after that kind of layoff. We'll get right back to Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy and PropSwap.com, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. The holiday season is the most wonderful time of the year. But with the holiday season comes changes in the weather, family members coming down with colds, whatever it might be. 
Of course, you want to make sure that you have a safe and sick-free and fun holiday season, but the only way to do that is to ensure that your pharmacy is one that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard, that's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Stay safe, and make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. The newest addition to the Talk of Champions family of advertisers is PropSwap.com. PropSwap.com is an online marketplace where you can buy and sell sports betting tickets. Whether it's a long shot future, a parlay with one game left, or even a straight bet at halftime, PropSwap lets you post your ticket for sale and lock in your money before the event is over. PropSwap is also a great place to purchase tickets from the comfort of your home at better odds than the sports books are offering. Go to PropSwap.com today, register for an account, and enter promo code Biloxi. That's Biloxi, B-I-L-O-X-I, for a deposit match up to $100. Ask Clay Travis, Cousin Sal, or Darren Rovell about the value of PropSwap and add it to your repertoire to make yourself a profitable sports better. PropSwap.com, that's PropSwap, P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com, promo code Biloxi. Did you watch LSU on Saturday? I did. Yeah, I watched. I watched most of the game. What did you think about the true freshman quarterback? Um, I thought he was. Um, I mean, he gave him a little spark. I mean, not, nothing special, but he he made some throws. And I went back and looked him up. And I mean, he was a decent recruit. I mean, he was a top fifteen quarterback coming out. Um, big tall kid for a freshman. I mean, he's he he was more better than what they've had most of the year. I can tell you that. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, he was he looked pretty good in there. Your first point is the biggest point. Ole Miss has been off for so long, and the expectation that Ole Miss would just pick back up where they were. Remember, against Mississippi State, offensively, they weren't particularly efficient. They moved the ball, but scoring points, getting the ball into the end zone, they struggled there. So you have that, a win, but there were some areas that they weren't as clean in as they've been all year, and then you have your team shut down for a couple of weeks to expect Ole Miss to just pick back up, go to Baton Rouge, and beat the crap out of LSU, which is playing its best football at the end of the year. It's a hard expectation if you're an Ole Miss fan, but regardless of what happens on Saturday, if there are bowl games, Ole Miss will be bowling. Recent projections, as released by 247 Sports, have the Rebels in Nashville for the Music City Bowl. Could a win push them to a Florida Bowl, specifically the Gator Bowl? I don't know. Um, did I mention Ole Miss is up to number 18 in the 247 Sports team recruiting rankings? Ole Miss is number 7 in the SEC. That train keeps rolling with commitments late last week from defensive tackle Tillique Robbins and offensive tackle Jaden Williams. They're not done either, not with 28 available scholarships, 26 for December and February, two for when the LOIs for Fabian Lovett and Jerry and Jones, who were supposed to be Ole Miss Rebels, expire. Four-star linebacker Trevin Wallace, the number seven prospect at his position, according to 247 Sports, was leaning Auburn with Ole Miss on the Tigers' hills. He's set to announce on Wednesday, the first day of the early signing period, with Gus gone, is he Ole Miss's to lose? 
because according to Steve Wilfong, National Recruiting Analyst for 247 Sports, Wallace had a, quote, big Zoom meeting with Kiffin and staff on Sunday evening. It seems like heading into Wednesday that Kiffin and staff are in for a big close. Do you see that? I do. Absolutely. I see that. I mean, getting that kid would be outstanding. There's a couple others in there, too. You want to get the Taiwan Malone. You want to get the, the receiver from IMG. Um, those would be big closes. I mean, I really think we're going to creep up close. I'm not saying top 10, but we'll be, you know, if we if we close out the way it looks like we are, I mean, I could see us being well inside of top 15, you know, maybe 13, 14, somewhere in there. So, um, yeah, I think, man, if, if we get who I think we're going to get down the stretch, I mean, we close out all the guys that, that we're high on, this could be an outstanding recruiting class. Four-star defensive back Markevious Brown was considered an Ole Miss-Auburn battle well before Gus Malzahn was fired. Brown was leaning Ole Miss's way, but the Rebels now have to be considered far and away the leader for him. You texted me over the weekend about how Ole Miss could push for a top-10 class. And I'll be honest, I immediately dismissed it. But you were right as far as the math. It's not completely far-fetched for Ole Miss to push, not get there, but certainly push because other schools are going to add commitments too. It's going to be hard. And Ole Miss has already climbed so high considering where they were a month ago to now. Kiffin and staff have really made Ole Miss a program with the most momentum of really anybody in the SEC right now as far as getting commitments and being in on a bunch of guys. You got Auburn making a coaching change right now. You got a Mississippi State when you're competing with it for uh, who you're competing with for in-state kids. They're playing poorly. They don't have a lot of momentum. Ole Miss is having all these articles written about it, how they're one of the hottest programs in the country, and it's true. And that does matter. That does have a tangible effect when it comes to kids making decisions, and I think Ole Miss is going to end up pretty good. And Kiffin and staff, it should be noted, are doing this in the middle of a pandemic and with a dead period that's, I think, what, eight, nine months old? They haven't been able to see any of these kids in person, and they're still doing it. And it makes you wonder, what could they end up being as a staff, and what could they do as a staff once they're at full force? Because if this is what they can do with two hands tied behind their back and being a first-year staff, just imagine what they'll be able to do if they continue to win games on Saturdays and get these kids on a normal schedule for recruiting. Yeah, top top 20 and not a one of these kids have went out to the square on a Saturday night. Um, yeah, that's this pretty impressive. I, I feel pretty good about what it's going to be like whenever we can have a full normal schedule. Um, just so far, really impressed, man. I mean, the recruiting, he is um, – I remember there's a lot about how bad the class looked early on and stuff. And, man, they really came on. And, um, I mean, it's like, it's like these kids are having the fear of missing out or something <laughs> lately. They just – I think that old message just um, – especially with um, the tight end – I mean, obviously he saw, that's what I called for early on. If you're the number one tie in the nation, where else would you want to go? Um, just a lot of people really, really jumping on board. I think they see what's coming, especially with Matt Kraut, um, you know, coming back to, I wonder if that has a little bit to do with, with some of these guys jumping on board, knowing that, knowing that our quarterbacks can be one of the best in the sec on top of that, maybe one of the best in the nation. So, um, yeah, they've been really impressive, man, closing out and like, we got, we got to keep it going. We have a lot of guys on the board that, that could really complete this class and make it unbelievable. I shouldn't have completely dismissed it, the possibility of Ole Miss creeping up to the top 10. They're not going to finish there, but look where they are and look at their average star ranking, and it's impressive. And they're landing, unlike their first class, and it wasn't really their fault, but in their first class, there was a lot of disappointment in February because Ole Miss pretty much missed out on every remaining target that it had. But it really wasn't that bad once you go back and look at that class. Henry Parrish is impacting winning. Kenny Aboa is impacting winning. 
And then he added more transfers like Dean Leonard and Tavius Robinson, Jacob Springer, who's going to be eligible next year. He went out and addressed needs, and now he's going to do it even more so with the one-year penalty-free transfer and filling up a full class and then adding transfers. DeAndre Prince is coming back. This is impressive on its own, and it makes you incredibly optimistic about the future and what it could potentially mean for Ole Miss and Ole Miss football. Because I think Ole Miss is a program, and you've seen it before, but Ole Miss is a program that can win at the highest level. Hugh Freeze showed that you can win at the highest level. I get why so many schools. And remember, Auburn is a program that helped contribute to the NCAA investigative case against Ole Miss by using Austin Golson to go after Freeze. So let's stop perpetuating the idea that Freeze and Auburn is the perfect marriage. You know what's the perfect marriage if we're talking about Freeze back to the SEC? Freeze in Tennessee. Maybe as you listen to this on Monday, Freeze is the head coach of Auburn. But isn't it an interesting place to be for Ole Miss in the SEC to be one of the more stable programs when you look around at its SEC brethren? And that's why it was so important last year and why so many called for it for Ole Miss to make a change to move away from Matt Luke, not just to get ahead of this cycle that is now Auburn, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, doesn't really matter, but Vanderbilt, and could expand to a Tennessee. You got out in front of these bigger jobs because you can't tell me for one second Lane Kiffin was moving last offseason, but you can't tell me for one second, had he stayed, dared to stay, Auburn wouldn't obviously be a fit for him. They're not fit for him now. You look at the money, it doesn't make sense. $21 million to Gus. They're already paying all these buyouts. Ole Miss has a huge buyout with Lane Kiffin, but it was so important for Ole Miss to get out in front of the cycle, and that's why moving on from Matt Luke, when you did, set you up to now... You're in the perfect place. You've got momentum. You're going to be stealing recruits. You're already stealing recruits from Tennessee, and you're going to steal recruits potentially from Auburn. You're already stealing recruits because you're a program. Lane Kiffin brought that immediate national credibility, but you're a program. Everything's coming up Ole Miss right now. That's why it was so important. It saved Ole Miss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know who looks really smart right now? That's Keith Carter. I mean, kudos to him. I mean, he looks like he made made the decision of a lifetime. I mean, he's got... Yeah, you're right. This this huge co- coaching cycle happens this year. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you saw that coming or what, but you know he gets us Lane Kiffin. Obviously, us in Arkansas were were the two jobs that were open last year, and um, sure enough, he chooses Ole Miss. So now we're out in front of you know these these other programs that would have potentially gotten Lane over us. So um, I mean, man, yeah, kudos to Keith Carter. I mean, he looks he looks we got us got us looking really stable, and and for the first time, it's it's actually nice to um, to know that you know, going into next year we should be should be ready to roll and ha- have good expectations going into the season. Cause I mean, it's been a long five, four or five years for Ole Miss football. And it's nice to see us going in the right direction. He is the program. He is the brand and Ole Miss is the perfect place to be the brand. Cause Ole Miss has been lost at sea as far as its identity overall. What the NCAA investigative case proved is that national media types are always going to view you a particular way. So when you hire Lane Kiffin, that's just basically giving all of those people and all of those pundits a huge middle finger. Lane Kiffin for a program that needed not only national exposure and immediate national relevance, but just a program identity. Everyone is galvanized behind one figure, and that one figure is Lane Kiffin. No other coach could have done that. So then when you look at other jobs... That's why I asked the question. Texas, maybe because they have FU money, but Auburn, why would you want to insert yourself into that situation right now? Unless you're someone like Hugh Freeze who is desperate, or maybe you're Mario Cristobal and you've been waiting for that SEC job. 
Now, I think he was thinking he could potentially be the successor to Saban at Alabama, and maybe that is the case, but if you really think you're not going to be that guy, Auburn isn't that much of a consolation prize for you. But it should be noted that Cristobal signed an extension with Oregon on Sunday. But Lane Kiffin is Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin wouldn't be Auburn, and that's taking the math completely out of the equation. Yeah, Kiffin's not going. Any, he's not going anywhere this year. I mean, that's just. Yep. I, I, I would be shocked. You know, I mean, that, that, it, it, I think it would be somewhere. I don't think it would be SEC unless it was, um, you know, Alabama or something or success in, um, of Nick Saban. But right now, I mean, there's there's no other job right now. I mean, okay, I can't see any scenario with him with him going anywhere, especially not Auburn. I mean, Auburn is a. I mean, they, they, there's nothing about them that is that is attractive right now, other than the fact if some coach comes in, he knows he can recruit there. I mean, Auburn's Auburn's a project right now. Speaking of Auburn, Harold Joyner is the name you need to keep an eye on in the potential transfer portal for Ole Miss. There's one for you. A lot of Auburn-Ole Miss battling has been going on in recruiting for quite some time now, but Ole Miss, it seems like right now, heading into the early signing period, is in a good place, a better place than Auburn, certainly. If Auburn promotes Kevin Steele, the point goes back to the original conversation we were having that we both got to in the same place, and that is... You don't fire Gus Malzahn now unless you know who you're getting. Now it's just about who it is, who they introduce. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Freeze. I just heard it's more Freeze than Auburn right now in that regard. But it changes a lot of things, and it's pretty bold to do it three days before National Signing Day. And I don't know if you look at Auburn's roster that it's all that appealing. If you're a coach out there, unless you're desperate, Kevin Still would be desperate. Hugh Freeze would be desperate. Mario Cristobal wouldn't be desperate, but if he thinks that he's not going to follow Nick Saban at Alabama, then now's the time to jump. But man, it just feels good to talk about other schools in this way rather than Ole Miss because Ole Miss made the right hire for Ole Miss, the only hire once you look back at it for Ole Miss. I love that Ole Miss fans have embraced their head coach and also Ole Miss as a university has embraced the idea of, y'all want to make us the bad guys? Fine. We'll be the bad guys. Just went on Saturdays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're just, you know, couldn't be in a better, better place as a program. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, we're, our head coach is, he is, he is Ole Miss. I I definitely agree with you there. I mean, I think that um, you're right. If he goes to Auburn, I think there's going to be a a heavy push for him to be, you know, ran by Auburn. Whereas Ole Miss, I mean, dude, you went on Saturdays here. The fans will love you. They don't give a shit what you do. They don't care if you live here or whatever. Just win on Saturdays, and this is a place where he'll have much more freedom than he will at a place like Auburn where, where there's there's a lot of money driving that place. So, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's Ole Miss to the core right now. And Ole Miss couldn't be in a better spot. I mean, think about this. I mean, I, I definitely don't think he, he, that, um, that Lane's leaving, but Lane Kiffin leaves hypothetically. Okay, Jeff Levy's the next head coach. Let's keep rolling. We have Matt Corral. We have the same offense. We're rolling. So, um, Ole Miss is in a great spot. I mean, we have two guys that are that are really good looking head coaches. Or could you know, obviously Kiffin's a great head coach, and then I think Levy's going to be the next great head coach. So, Ole Miss is in a great spot. I mean, it's a spot that, that I would have never thought they'd be in going into this year. About to jump to Bo Wallace, good friend of the program, now the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Pearl River Community College. But you have a special attachment to Pearl, don't you? Yeah. So my, my cousin is the head coach, Seth Smith, and he is, um, man, I mean, I, I, dude, he is the absolute man. I mean, full of energy. Um, great guy. I mean, he is, he just got the job last year. So I go down there quite a bit and, um, you know, help him out. Um, talk to him all the time. 
I mean, he is, um, I, I was pretty excited. He was really excited about Bo. He called me right away. So I, I text Bo and, um, and told him congrats or whatever, but yeah, he is, um, yeah, he's a great dude. That's going to be a great match. That's going to be a great little match right there. I mean, they both have a lot of passion, a lot of fire. Um, I mean, that's, it, it's going to be really cool to see those two working together. You've been on this podcast and I love having you, but you do sometimes have the itch to coach. There's the opening. If you ever just want to dive right in. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll evaluate over the over time. I mean, I don't know if I'm quite ready for that yet. Um, I mean, I, it's just I, don't, I just don't think the time will be right right now to coach. I mean, there's a lot of different opportunities out there in that space. Um, I'm also interested, you know, in, in getting into the front office in the NFL as well um, with some teams. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff. I just right now, um, I mean, dude, think about this. I'll, I'll throw this out there. So, we come. It was let's see. I think it was probably three or four days ago. I get a call from my agent. He says, Hey, can the picture this? I'm out in my front yard. He says, Hey, can you go out in your front yard? Um, the, a certain team in the NFL wants to see you doing drills and wants to see you weigh in. So I'm like, crap, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm in my front yard in my neighborhood doing pass sets. Um, you know, just, I mean, you just never know who could call you. You never know what could happen. Um, but in the team that called it would, would have been an interesting, um, you know, would have been an interesting opportunity. Uh, so I, I went out in my front yard, did pass sets and sent them a video. So didn't hear anything back, but it's just, you just never know. I say all that to say, you just never know where life will take you in the sports world. And, um, yeah, before you commit to something like coaching, you have to make sure that, you know, it's been, you have a while to kind of sit and see where you're at, you know? So I just, yeah, you just never know. I get into it one day, but you know, everything, everything's on the table always. Were they talking to you about signing you as a tight end? No tackle. Well, that's what I was going to say. Where are you right now, weight wise? You know, I can. I'm a few cheeseburgers away from being O lineman if I need to be. Uh, you know, when I played tight end, I was always you know anywhere between 75 to 85. So um, probably a little heavier than that at the moment. I could always you know do it rather quickly if I needed to. So um, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it was just hilarious. I was out in my front yard. I mean, I, people were driving by, stopping like, "What the hell was going on?" Like. This dude losing his mind. He's out there doing pass sets and blocking drills. And um, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I got some great feedback. They said I still look really good. I would take um, you right now as the right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys over Terrence Steele. And also I could get free Cowboy stuff, which would be great. Listen, there's some, I will say this, man, there's some bad ball going on right now. And it's the the reason why the reason why teams are not signing guys is because at this point they're like, you know what? 2020 the season's not going not going to count they're just there's not spending money on veteran guys because they feel like hey it doesn't i mean we're, we're especially if you're not in contention so um yeah i just think that there's there's a lot of guys that are out there that should be playing um that are not playing and i think it's solely just because they're trying to cut cost every which way they can and a lot of it is they just have shitty backups in there younger guys that aren't really ready to play they're just throwing them out there in the fire saying hey it's a it's a, you know, it's saving me half a million dollars compared to this bet, and we're out of it. So, um, you know, have at it, boys. So it's just one of those things. I think there's a lot of guys that should be playing. I think if it was a more of a normal year, there would be half the guys that were on the streets would not be on the streets right now. But shouts out to A.J. Brown, a one-handed catch. It was nuts. Another touchdown. D.K. Metcalf, a touchdown. But Laquan Treadwell, back from the football grave, caught a touchdown for the Falcons on Sunday. Not going to lie, marked out a little bit. Good for him. I didn't realize he was even still playing. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah. Mike Hilton gets an interception on Sunday night football. Ole Miss Rebels in the NFL, they're balling out. So you could have gone right back into it. 
Been one of those Ole Miss Rebels in the NFL. We could have done a live podcast from a locker room. I'm just saying. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I, as I'm burping up my OBs, I'm out in the front yard about to puke. I mean, I, have, I haven't done football drills in forever. So um, I thought it was interesting to get a call like that. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty serious call, too. It was like, hey, they want to see before they sign before they sign someone. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go out in the yard if it, if it just to just to see just to see what it's like. So I'm sorry to the people that drove by in the neighborhood and saw a big dude doing pass sets in his front yard, tearing up his sod. But yeah, that was me. We're going to go to the Modern Woman phone line to speak to Bo Wallace. Before we do, let me tell you about our Christmas schedule. So we're going to do a podcast, a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions on Wednesday. And then after that, we're going to be off for a week. I'm going to cut up some best of stuff that will run next week, but we're going to be gone. So a mailbag coming up on Wednesday. I want as many questions as you got. Fill up the time. We'll take as much time as we need to. A supersized mailbag if it has to be on Wednesday, and we'll roll it out there. But that's the plan for Christmas, and I hope everybody has a happy holiday. What are you doing? Have you put lights up on your house or anything? Dude, I have lights up on my house um, November the 12th. Jeez. I'm that guy. I'm that guy in the neighborhood. Around. Listen, our family has not had a Christmas at a house with our actual Christmas stuff since, like, I mean, forever. I mean, it's been years. So we went all, I mean, we were, we were, couldn't wait. I mean, we were excited to have Christmas this year. So, yeah, we had stuff out immediately. Well, dude, I told you the day after Thanksgiving, my daughters begged me to put up the Christmas tree and I just did it. Who cares if your kids want it, makes them happy and they're not harming anything and they're being nice and polite and they're doing their homework and they're doing their chores, put up the Christmas tree. So I did play anything special for the wife. No, we got, I mean, we got four kids. So we just kind of agreed, Hey, it's been Christmas for us, you know, <laughs> throughout the year. Let's, let's, let's let the kids enjoy it. And, um, you know, we just, that's smart. We just treat each other throughout the year. Yeah, that's smart. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight year NFL vet. Thanks, man. Yep. Howdy, toddy, Ben. Going to the modern women phone line to speak to Bo Wallace, now the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Pearl River Community College. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Right for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, affiliate of 247 Sports. Going to hear now from BNA Bank and Modern Woodman, and then it's Bo Wallace, former Ole Miss quarterback. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Are you tired of working 9 to 5 for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. The Modern Woodman Phone Line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. 
where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions going to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to David Johnson. No, not Bo Wallace. Unfortunately, Monday morning came, the interview, it, it couldn't happen. We'll get Bo back on soon. Bo's a friend of the pod. But David Johnson, in a pinch, agreed to come on the podcast. Because guess what? The early signing period's on Wednesday. Why not? David knows. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, it's always a, a an honor to be pinch hitting for, for Bo Wallace. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. You had a combine on Sunday, a recruiting combine. I did down at Hartfield Academy in Flowood and uh, kids really for the first time that are going to, uh, I think, be headliners for this 2022 class, 23 class. Uh, but it was a great day all the way around. Uh, you know, I've already uh, written a story on the spirit about an offensive lineman that uh, really popped up out of nowhere, a kid named Will Saxton. He is uh, currently at Benton Academy down in the Yazoo City area, uh, 2022 He's an interior offensive lineman. Dan, check this out. He measured in at six foot four and three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Okay, so a big guy. He ran back to back five point two zero forty-yard dashes. Ooh. and uh, so that opened our eyes. So then, when the one-on-one started, and there were five, six, seven Division One offered defensive linemen there, he whooped them all. He whooped them all. I'm not going to tell you who they were that he whooped because I don't I don't like reporting negative stuff on prospects because they could have just had a bad day. But the list was impressive. And here's the kicker. He's moving to Oxford, Mississippi. How about that? He is uh, in the process of transferring from Benton Academy, and uh, they're moving to Oxford, and he's going to play a senior season a mile from the vault at Lafayette High School. How about that? Huh. How long have you been doing this combine? Monster. Yeah, how long have you been doing this? Because this uh, is not a new thing. You find kids, and this is kind of what the camp, the combine does. It serves these kids that maybe aren't fully appreciated by recruiting services, and a lot of kids are discovered with such combines and camps. So how long have you been doing this? Yeah, uh, Terrence Metcalf and I started this about 11 years ago. Uh, this is uh, 20, 2021 will be our 11th year. And, um, you know, Terrence went on to do other things and uh, kind of left me behind, but uh, we have blossomed. And uh, it's really one of the biggest uh, recruiting series, uh, you know, in this part of the country right now. We had kids there from five different states yesterday, as far away as uh, Garden City, Kansas Community College. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, about 225 uh, prospects there. It was a beautiful day up until the rain came about four o'clock. And uh, a lot of people got a lot of work in, but this is a kid, Will Saxton. Keep your eye on him. I've had another kid very similar to this that's come through this series over the past 11 years. His name was Creed Humphrey. Um, Old Miss fans may remember him because he kept coming to Oxford, going to these combines. He wanted to go to Ole Miss, and Ole Miss never offered him. He's uh, the starting center at Oklahoma right now, has been for the last three years, and uh, there's going to be a first or second day draft pick in the NFL draft next spring. Uh, but this kid reminded me so much of Creed Humphrey. Uh, this is a kid whose recruitment, I think, is going to blow up tremendously. I wasn't the only 247 sports analyst there uh, 
Gene Swindoll from the Mississippi State site was there. He had the same opinion uh, that this is absolutely incredible that this kid is in the state of Mississippi and nobody's really talking about him right now. And uh, since that time, there's a front page story on him on the Old Miss Spirit, and uh, there's also a story on him on our on our sister site at Mississippi State. This kid is going to blow up, and he's somebody to watch. Sister site is a way to put it. Anyway, you hung out with yeah. Marcus Dupree. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus's grandson, uh, who's at Philadelphia High School, of course, but I think he's going to end up playing at Neshoba Central next season. At least that's what he told me. His grandson was there to compete, and Marcus was there all day. And uh, man, that was a lot of fun. Marcus Dupree's a great guy, and uh, everybody's familiar with his story. And uh, you know, it's not necessarily a happy story when you go back to his his. Uh, days after leaving Oklahoma, but, uh, man, just an incredible guy, wonderful guy. I'll tell you what I did, Ben, and I don't do this. You know, I'm not a cleat chaser. I am not a cleat chaser, <laughs> but I sent my wife to Academy sports when I saw Marcus there and I said, you go buy me the best football you could find. I got to get him to sign this. And man, he did, he made it out to me and Marcus Dupree, Fiesta Bowl MVP, 1983, you know, boomer Sooners, the whole inscription. I'm looking at it right now as we talk. Uh, but just just a cool dude. We exchanged cell phone numbers. And, uh, man, I, I, I was just, you know, enamored. And, again, I'm not a cleat chaser, okay? I, I, I cover these guys and talk to these guys all the time. But uh, when Marcus Dupree is there, boom. Putting right next to my, my helmet I have signed by Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson. Kind of forgot about your friend Ben. I'd have paid you back for the football. Oh, man, well, I can get you one. That is no problem. Hey, y'all all heard it. Mark. I'm giving Ben Garrett a Marcus Dupree signed football. Mark it down. Yes. See, that's all I got you on for this podcast for anyway, just to sub in for Bo and to get my football from Marcus Dupree. But what happens on Wednesday? I think it's going to be a great day for the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, I mean, I, I think everybody that matters is going to sign. Uh, I think there's maybe a surprise or two still tucked away before now on Wednesday. Um I think it's going to be a, a day of celebration for Ole Miss. I really do. I mean, this is a class that remarkably three weeks ago, not even three weeks ago, was ranked 76th in the nation, man. It's up to number 18. That is a meteoric rise that I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody do in the history of the 247 sports team recruiting rankings. I mean, that that is just amazing. Up from 13th in the SEC to 7th in the and that's a harder climb than the, the climb with the national rankings. So, uh, you know, kudos to this staff and the way they closed and also the footprint they're leaving in the state of Mississippi, which was non-existent a couple of weeks ago. They're getting the guys they want in the state of Mississippi as well. So I think Wednesday's going to be a big day. Uh, I'll be up at 5 a.m. Wednesday morning to start everything <sighs> off. And, uh, you know, it's, it, we're, we're going to have full coverage on the Ole Miss spirit all day long. There's bound to be some drama, so uh, everybody just get ready to tune in. We're going to have fun with that. Who all is Ole Miss waiting on? You know, that's a good question, Ben, and at this point, you know, I don't know that they're necessarily waiting on anybody per se because, you know, they've got right now a total of, 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 of what is it now, 20, 20 commitments in this class. And, uh, you know, if they all stick, I think that's a good number to leave December with because 
you still got the February signing day going. There's some big fish out there like a Taiwan Malone uh, that, that are still hanging. And then also the uncertainty and, 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 and what's going to be wild, the transfer portal. And, you know, Lane said when he got this job, you know, you got to treat it like the free agent market. And, and, you know, he was kind of, kind of prophetic in that because with everything that happened with COVID, the free year, all that kind of stuff, it is. It's a free agent market out there. And, you know, coach after coach after coach has said, look, it's going to be so thick in terms of the number of guys in there. Not all these guys are going to end up with a place to go. They're not. And, uh, you know, to, to me, that is the biggest storyline of the offseason right now is the transfer portal. Who's going to pop up? Who, who's Ole Miss going to lose to the transfer portal? You know, will there be somebody like a John Rice Plumley, for instance, that decides to go into the transfer portal? We don't know the answer to that yet. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of things we're going to be watching. As well as, you know, you've seen Jeff Levy's name pop up at a couple of places already. I think as jobs open up, you're going to see more and more of that. Uh, you know, you've got some scuttlebutt out there right now about uh, – you know, Lane Kiffin and Auburn, you know, and I don't want to start anything, but it's out there in the rumor mill. It's silly season. Remember that. And it's going to be silly. What about Malik McClain? Is he going to wait till February? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think he's going to going to end up joining this Ole Miss class. Now, whether or not it's on Wednesday or February, we're just going to have to wait to see. I think there's a good possibility it could be on Wednesday. What's up with Trevin Wallace? You know, with Gus Malzahn getting fired over at Auburn, that's uh, yeah. You know how that is when you're committed. You commit to a school, right? But nobody does. You commit to the coaches; they're the ones that are recruiting you there. And uh, you know, I think that's opened up things a little bit for him. You know, at least at this hour, in terms of what he's going to do, I wouldn't be surprised if Wallace decides he's not going to sign anywhere Wednesday and give himself uh, a little time to sort things out. Let Auburn sort things out and see how that all uh, lands over there. Uh, he's a good enough player. You wait on him to February. We'll get right back to David Johnson in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. It's the holiday season, and what better gift for yourself, for your significant other, than a new car? Well, the only place to go this time of year to get that done is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. They're going to take care of you and get you into your next vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford is Brian and Mason and the rest of the staff aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. They're hardcore Ole Miss fans. They'll probably want to talk some Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss football, upcoming Ole Miss basketball, some baseball. But more importantly, they'll want to make the process as seamless as possible, that you get what you want at a good price. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Celebrate the holiday in style. Allen Samuels. Let's be friends. So Tywon Malone is probably the number one guy as far as Wednesday, the guy that could jump into the class, the biggest name. Yeah, if he jumps in the class on Wednesday. Again, he's a he's the type of talent you wait on until February. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I hope he comes here because 
I just want to see a big guy like that on the Ole Miss baseball team in those powder blues. Uh, you know, and maybe maybe you, with your influence, you can convince Mike Bianco to let him play an inning at shortstop. That'd be cool. Markevious Brown? Uh, interesting. I think, that, again, I thought that was an, an Auburn Ole Miss battle. Um, you know, a Florida kid right there. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Don't know. You know, haven't had enough time to really look at all the water flowing under the bridge since Malzahn's firing at Auburn, how that affects it. Certainly you think that affects Ole Miss in a positive way with Auburn not having a head coach right now. Hudson Wolf committed. I hadn't talked to you since then. That one's a flip from Tennessee. This was a player that Ole Miss was really quiet for for quite some time, and then it really started to heat up this month, and then he flips from Tennessee to Ole Miss. Didn't play this year, but as far as rankings, four-star tight end, 6'7", 240, he looks the part. Yeah, he certainly looks the part. The biggest question with Hudson, obviously, is how he recovers from back surgery. Uh, no herniated disc, and uh, that cost him his senior season. Um, you know, I talked to him a couple of days ago. He's going back to the doctors, up to the doctors, if he gets to participate in spring football or not. He certainly wants to. He said he feels better now than he had his, has his entire life. He arrives on the Ole Miss campus in January. Of course, he'll sign his letter of intent on Wednesday. I don't know that Ole Miss had been quiet on Hudson as much as Hudson is just not an attention monger when it comes to recruiting. Mm. You know, he's not seeking the interviews. He's not on Twitter asking for love. He's one of these kids. He's very humble. And uh, I love I love the, the, the idea of Hudson Wolf inheriting the tight end position at Ole Miss uh, just because of the kind of kid he is. I mean, he's, he's going to be a hard worker. He's a high-character kid. Uh, he's a very intelligent kid, and he will prosper in Lane Kiffin's offense. There's no doubt about it. Uh, like I said, the biggest concern is the, uh, you know, is the back injury, but, but everything A-plus, all the reports on that right now. And, again, Hudson says he feels better than ever. So if the doctors release him, maybe we'll get to see a little of him in spring ball. What's up with Ty Cooper? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> At least you're honest. I'm of the, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm of the opinion that Louisville, Mississippi is close enough to Starville, Mississippi, that Mississippi State has no intentions of losing Ty Cooper, but they could. They certainly could. Uh, if if I had to say right now what he's going to do on Wednesday, he's going to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. Um, could be wrong, but that's that's where my gut is right now. I thought John Lewis and MJ Daniels were done. Why am I still hearing Ole Miss rumblings about those guys? Yeah, and I, I think uh, because it's silly season. I, I mean, it's recruiting season. Anything can happen until the ink hits the paper on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, just because MJ Daniels tweets out, I'm done, it's closed, probably at the direction of someone, uh, doesn't mean Ole Miss has stopped recruiting him. And they're, they're, they're going to recruit him across the finish line. That's just how it's played in college football. And, uh, you know, so I think that's why you're still hearing rumblings. And, uh, you know, you, you could be in for some surprises, some entertainment, some drama that I referred to coming on Wednesday. If I made you pick one of John Lewis or MJ Daniels to jump from Mississippi State to Ole Miss, you had to pick. Which one is more likely? Hmm. Hmm. John Lewis. Yeah. Is there any possibility? That would be, that would, and, and that's a close pick. 
Yeah, it's tough. Is there any possibility of Ole Miss flipping Junior Colson, four-star linebacker out of Brentwood, Tennessee, from Michigan? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I could sit here and pretend, yeah, I think there's a chance. I think they want to. I know they want to. Um, and I think when you look at Michigan, you know, we, we automatically think blue blood when we think Michigan. But what have they done lately to make you think they're blue blood? Nothing. Uh, you know, they, they, if they're blue blood, they've been cut and the blood is running out of their veins. Um, so is it impossible for Ole Miss to flip a kid from Michigan? No, absolutely not. The momentum is here in Oxford, Mississippi, uh, whether it be on the field where they've won three in a row or on the recruiting trail where we just talked about this meteoric rise of the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. Um, and Michigan, there's they're marred and, and stuck in the muck with Jim Harbaugh. And I mean, you know, up until this point, Harbaugh hasn't lived up to his billing in Ann Arbor. And, um, you know, so I don't, I don't think it's, 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 it's wild speculation. It would be considered wild speculation outside the state of Mississippi that Ole Miss was going to flip Colson from Michigan. If you're an Ole Miss but fan. On the ground, in reality, it's not wild. If you're an Ole Miss fan that's holding out hope for Deion Smith, what would you tell that Ole Miss fan? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I, I think he's solidly committed to LSU, barring something else happening down there uh, that ends up costing Ed Orgeron and his staff their jobs. Where does Ole Miss end up on Wednesday? Here's the thing you got to factor in. Ole Miss will, will be signing all these great players, and they'll be getting an extra commitment or two in that class, most likely. So will everybody else. So it's an ever-changing ranking system, if you will. Um, you know, don't think Alabama's not going to, you know, spring a surprise or two or, you know, Arkansas isn't or, or whoever. So everybody's going to get a surprise or two, some good, some bad. I think Ole Misses will be good. But you got to factor in what's going on at other schools. They're 18 right now. I think Ole Miss stays inside the top 25. Uh, if, if you're just jonesing for a number, I'm going to say 21. It's about right. It's not inconceivable that everything falls perfectly and they climb, but just because it's not inconceivable doesn't make it likely. You hit the nail on the head with the hammer about the transfer portal. It's the same thing in basketball. Kermit Davis has said the same thing. He's actually got two coaches monitoring different conferences, the best players of different teams in different conferences of the positions they're recruiting. That's the new world. So Ole Miss fans need to understand this. Every college football and basketball fan needs to understand this. All sports need to understand this. The world is about to drastically change in a month's time. And just because you're used to following recruiting a specific way, specifically about signing day in December and then in February, you need to understand the greatest impact potentially you could have is what you get in the portal. And Ole Miss has 28 scholarships once Fabian Lovett and Jerry and Jones' scholarships or LOIs are released in June. And this activity is not going to stop up until next season. Without a doubt. And, and look, with this free transfer rule and everything, look, this, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you, you're going to have kids getting that portal right now. And they're going to sign with somebody and be in school somewhere in January. And they're going to go go through spring practice 
and the grass wasn't necessarily greener on the other side of the fence, and they're going to get back in the portal again, Ben. I mean, look, this is this is the absurdity of the world that the greed of the NCAA has created, and and, and that's just the bottom line. They have to give every concession they can to the players now because they're trying to avoid paying them. They're trying to avoid paying them, and they're going to lose that in the end. They're going to end up having to pay these players and give them the concessions. Uh, and I'm all for it. I mean, you know where I stand on that. Uh, I'm, I'm a player's advocate guy uh, because you've got to weigh what these kids are getting versus what the university's benefiting off of them. And, and no, that doesn't necessarily play to be true at a school like, say, Arkansas State. They can't afford to do what a school like Alabama or Ole Miss or even Vanderbilt can do for their kids. And that's why ultimately you're going to see the power fives break off and there's going to be a, an extra division in college football. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not Nostradamus here, but I mean, I think a blind man can see that coming. He's David Johnson at Rebels247 on Twitter. He writes with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and a fleet of 247 Sports. He's the man to follow, the Ole Miss Spirit, the site to follow, leading up to National Signing Day and all day as the signatures roll in on Wednesday. You did it in a pinch. I asked you quickly. You jumped because you're the man. Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. You know, I love coming on the Talk of Champions.